The Money Show. Small business. Pavlov Fatidis from Auric Business Accelerator. Last week we were talking about problems. We love problems. Problems are great, Pavlo. And, and the nice thing about problems is that they're designed to be solved. And the nice thing about entrepreneurs is that they are wired to solve problems. So just remind me um, the, the the five big issues. We identified them last week, but I'm quite keen for you to just revisit them quickly. Yes, so Bruce, um, you know, the other thing about problems, entrepreneurs, if you have an entrepreneurial bent and you have a good sense of why you do what you do and you are driven and you have ambition behind it and you have uh, sadly but necessarily a big dose of idealism then problems are just simply puzzles and that's why they are great to always talk about so the the five that we spoke about last week bruce were the ones they were the five biggest problems that were being experienced felt lived and and embraced by business owners last year. The first one was about access to funding, and it's been abysmal, absolutely abysmal. Trying to get access to funding in a traditional sense has been impossible. We then also spoke about struggling to find new clients. How do I market to clients? How do I get a message to clients? Where are my clients? In fact, they've changed, and they're behaving differently. And how do I adjust around that? Then there was a big issue around managing costs, and that was pretty obvious. You know, the first three weeks, a lot of people thought that we would be shut down for three weeks. A lot of people said to their teams, hey, listen, don't stress. December holidays have just become an April holiday period. Uh, We're going to switch out the two from each other and how wrong they were. And as the lockdown extended, obviously managing costs was a big, big issue. The fourth was about motivating staff. In the beginning, staff were very, very concerned around work, employment, durability of it. Business owners have stressed and continue to stress around the staff that they're employing. With everyone working remotely, how do I know that Bruce is doing what he should be doing? How do I know that Bruce on my payroll is giving me what I need? In fact, what do I need? I'm not (laughs) even sure myself. Yeah. And that led on to number five, the anxiety and fear that still persists in this market, Bruce, is largely orientated around uncertainty. And a lot of business owners are looking for a path of action, a plan of action, a strategy to simply tackle that. And what's interesting about it is it's not only here in South Africa, it's pretty universal at the moment. Tonight, I think we should address that last part because if you can get into a path of action, there are some big benefits you can enjoy. I mean, if you consider that if you're feeling crippled and you're feeling completely paralyzed by the fact that the world changed and um, it it just became this this terrifying and uncertain place and your customers have disappeared and changed and um, disappeared off the face of the earth in some cases, um, if you're the one who's not completely, you know, stymied by this, actually, you've already got a head start. Very much so. Very much so. And, you know, it's very, it's very easy, Bruce, to actually get a good dose of reality around the whole thing. You know, we've said this many times before, and I don't mean to be a doomsday maker, but hope is not a strategy. A good business owner will prepare for the worst, expect the best, 
So what do we all do? We go and we start sourcing for an understanding about what the future holds. We go into all the various forms of media. We land up going down various rabbit holes. Someone poses as an expert. Another expert appears with a completely different position and it gets very confusing. So here's how you need to think about it, just very logically. What lies ahead is an extended period of uncertainty and bumpiness around COVID. It takes one hour to administer and vaccinate one per, uh, four people, four people in an hour. And Bruce, we have a population of around 58, 59, 60 odd million people. We are on the back foot with regard to procuring vaccines. Our population is dispersed over 1.22 million square kilometers of territory and land. We are gonna be in the space for a while. And for that reason, develop a strategy that will allow you to plan for the worst, but hope for and expect the best, should the worst not appear or manifest the way you expected it to. If you plan for the worst and the worst persists and that plan is well built, it means you will get to the other side of it. And not only that, you'll probably get to the other side of it well ahead of a lot of your own competitors. Okay, so how then do we do it? It's all well and good to jaw jaw, but let's go to war war. <laughs> let's go to war. So there's some very quick benefits. And let me try and persuade every business owner as to why this is so important. Number one, time. You can never, ever get the time back. When the pandemic came, when the lockdown came, and I remember very similar debates being held around the 2008-9 credit crunch globally, people were saying, gosh, with the ruction in the market, you know, don't expect to invest in growth. Don't expect to do anything. In fact, go and learn a new language. Learn to play the guitar. Go and learn to play golf, whatever the case might be. Let this pass so you don't find yourself getting frustrated. I think it's the biggest lot of nonsense. I've never heard such poor, shocking advice. Now's the time to understand the difference between spending time in what you're doing in your business and investing time. Because if you cannot get that time back, the way you behave in your business now must build towards something in the future. So time is the first reason. The second thing, Bruce, you are the leader. And the word leadership originates from two um, uh, Latin words, leder and leder. Leder means from the front. And leder means one foot in front of the next. And if you don't lead in your business, who are your team to look at? The third reason is when you act, the act of acting empowers you. And when you act, for so long as it's directed, eventually over time, it's no different to compound interest or investing. Eventually over time, it builds mass, it builds momentum, and that really yields very good outcomes. The fourth reason is energy agility. And what I mean by that, Bruce, is it's so important to be growth mindset orientated all the time for so long as you have control over the pedal, the rudder, the accelerator, the steering wheel of your business. Because if you are, it creates a mindset, a cultural mindset in the organization 
that orientates your entire team around it. And that mindset puts you in the forefront of the market. There's a fantastic, fantastic book, two fantastic books that are really worth reading. The one was by Andy Grove, who was one of the founders of Intel. And he turned on and he said, only the paranoid survive. And that's the <laughs> yeah. title of the book. Yeah. And wow, if ever that was true. There's a second book that I read last year that I thought was really interesting. I think it was called Peering Around Corners. And the reasoning or the view behind it is how do you identify the earliest signals of change and new change? And a good analogy that I've certainly experienced. So there you are. Bruce wants to cross the highway as a pedestrian. The highway. And this is a non-COVID environment, so the highway is thick with cars moving at pace. <laughs> when you stand on the one side of the highway, the east side of the highway, and you want to run to the west side of the highway, all you see is a stream of cars. That's what a pedestrian sees, someone who's not acting. Whereas if you're in the traffic yourself and you're driving a car, as you drive that car, although there are many cars around you, you can see how the gaps appear and you can move forward, ahead, in different directions, because when you're in the traffic, you see the gaps. And then there's a the last reason why you have to do it, Bruce. The hardest of all, the worst reality. No one cares about you. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you no one cares about you and your business. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't, nobody else will. Yeah. And if you have everything that you have built, invested in that business, it's fundamental that you get your head and eyes out of the bright lights and find a strategy to act. And there are only three for this year. Now, but it's just before we, before we get to the three, um, it just that, that thing of no one cares is fabulous. <laughs> it's brutal and true. Um, you know, and it's like, oh, shame, that business was there, but oh, look, it's been replaced by a new, new shiny thing. Awesome. Or, oh, there's an empty space. There's an opportunity. We very quickly forget what was there uh, before, and we move on um, because, uh, yeah, I don't think we do care. I think uh, our empathy can only go that far. It really does. And, and here's the reality. When you're in a business that is struggling, I can promise you your team care do they care about the business or do they care about their economy and employment? Your suppliers, do they care about your business or do they care about being paid? And customers, if they're paying for services or if they're buying products from you, do they care about the service being delivered with the payments that they've already made in place satisfying the service? Do they care about the business being there tomorrow? So if the product doesn't work, I can take it back tomorrow and get it sorted. Mm -hmm. And the reality of it, in the very, very quiet moment, if you sit down as a business owner, it is, it is brutal. I undertook an exercise like that, Bruce, about 15 years ago. And I can promise you, after throwing a profound, hysterical, tempered, bad-tempered, <laughs> Petty party for myself. <laughs> it was cathartic afterwards. And in many ways, and I should be careful how I say this, 
it's really important that with whoever you engage with, do not think they care or have your interests at heart. Just be sure that you've understood them sufficiently to make sure that you can give them really good value. And on that basis, they will work with you. Not because they care, because they're getting really good value in return. There was a very interesting tweet that appeared at the end of last week's show, Bruce. And it was a business owner who was complaining bitterly about how big corporates came to care about SMEs and that SMEs matter because SMEs are the engines of the economy. They generate jobs, they do this, they do that. And he said, my lived reality in working with those corporates is that actually it's all cheap talk. And he said, what do I do? What do I do in that environment? I turn around so and what I do you do? Him, I'm going to read there's another book. Sorry, I, there's another book because yeah. we're out of time. Um, if, if they're going to be these three strategies, would you suggest we we reset? Would you suggest we, I don't know, reignite, perhaps, and maybe? Well, I think you know, we should do because because these strategies are really important, Bruce. I think what we should do is give everyone pause for a week to go and sit in a dark corner and think carefully about who truly cares for them. And hopefully, if they have the epiphany moment I had, it will give them a sense of vigor and energy for us next week to really put down practical steps, plans, and actions that honestly, Bruce, every business owner should be taking. And that way we can deliver a fantastic service. Let's do that. Pavlo Fatidis, founder at Auric Business Accelerator. He cares. Honestly, I care. We all care, unless, of course, you get boring and then we stop caring. Uh, Pablo, thank you very much. We'll do that next week. Pablo Fatidi is on a Thursday night, quarter past seven.